Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in. This is Carla Michelle, your host of The Strong Network, and I'm so happy to have this opportunity to present a great person, a great speaker, a technology executive, an entrepreneur, and she's going to be sharing her expertise this this day, and I'm really excited to hear what she has to say, and our title today is Deserving or Entitled. And it's something to think about when it comes to the positions on your job or even in life. So I'm going to welcome Angelia McFarlane. Hello, hello, Angelia. How are you? I'm well, Dr. Carla. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's so nice to have you here right now. And I got, I want to know here, let's tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I am what I like to call an accidental marketer. I initially wanted to be a physicist, uh, but life had other plans. And that's a long story for another podcast. And ultimately, I started in marketing, but I was already in uh, in the in the IT industry when I started in marketing. And so I was uh lucky enough to have my first job with IBM and uh, fell in love with technology and have been in technology, sales, marketing uh, for my entire career. So I also, you you mentioned a lot of things about me. Um, I am also a speaker and I speak in the areas of things that um, I'm have been part of my life. I speak in the area of technology. Uh, I speak in the area of uh, personal or uh, individual uh, self self awareness. I guess I like to call it uh, being aware of the things that get in that get in our way uh, and keep us from being successful. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've I've dipped my toe in the entrepreneurial waters uh, three times, and I always keep a little something on the side. Um, because I just I just love being an entrepreneur. And then I know we, we talked about all my professional stuff, but I'm also um, one of the things I'm most proud of. And I think you and I have talked about this before is uh, being a mother. I, I think we, uh, you know, as mothers, we know how hard it is, but we let the world minimize um, that job. That's I they can't give me a job more difficult than that job. Um, and, and I feel like, um, that's one of, that's one of the most important titles I have. And I feel like I've, I've done a great job being a mother. And so I'm very proud of that as well. Ah, and that's one thing I think as a fellow mother that we forget that one, you're, you're raising your children and well raised or still raising, I think we're always raising and still carrying a full-time position, you know, and that is quite a rewarding adventure to keep those <laughs> adventure adventure is right <laughs> i don't know the re- the other adjective you use dr carl i don't know no it, i i i'm just i i just it it is very rewarding especially yeah. when you see your children do amazing things that you like what well, did they learn that from me i don't yeah. i don't remember teaching them that right, um, right so it is it's very rewarding yeah it is so let's go speaking of rewarding let's move to deserving and entitled tell us a little bit about that subject 
so um, I, one of the, where this subject came from, myself and my cousin, Monique Slaughter, we have a podcast, or I call it a podcast. We have a clubhouse mm-hmm. um, on, that we do every Sunday. And we, we, it's called Family Drama, and it is about uh, things that happen in African-American Black families that we don't talk about. And or things that plague us, and so uh, so we we come up with content every week. Which every time we think we're running out of content, the family gives us more. Mm-hmm. And um, and so this one was about the words "deserving" and the word "entitled," and it, it started from a conversation talking about when we are in a work situation. One of the reasons that we get frustrated when things don't go our way is that there is this narrative that the roles at a corporation are provided to you based on something you do or you do not do. And so if you get them, you deserve them. And if you don't get them, you don't deserve them. And, and they also the other flip side to that is the people who have them somehow did something to deserve them. When in reality, people are granted titles and then they are then entitled to what comes from that title uh they're they don't they don't necessarily get the title because they deserve it but there's been this long-standing social uh, corporate perception that and and it and in my opinion as a black woman it's been used to keep black women out of certain positions because we don't quote unquote deserve it. We haven't, we haven't fulfilled the requirements to get it. And when we run up against other people and we say, well, wait a minute, these were the requirements you gave me. That person doesn't have the requirements. Why did they get the job? And I didn't. And then you, and then you either look to yourself and you say, I didn't do enough. Um, I'm not good enough. Or which is a hit to your self-esteem or you look at it and you say, or, or makes you angry, right? I know I'm good enough. And I've just been, I've been, I've just been cheated out of something because I quote unquote, quote, deserve it. Um, and so that was kind of the conversation. Um, and there was another side to it where we talk about as black people and the political side, where we talk about entitlements, right? Nobody, you know, entitlements are bad. Conservatives don't like entitlements. And when you're a population who doesn't get what you've worked for, quote unquote, deserve, um, you're not allowed into the workforce through uh, redlining, through all of the different things that make it extra, extra difficult for black people to enter the, to get an education, to get into the, to the workforce. And then when you say, Hey, you know, can I, can I get some help? All of a sudden, oh, you're, you're, these are entitlements. You're not entitled to this. Well, everyone's mm-hmm. entitled. Everyone deserves life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. Um, but in this, in that particular instance, it's like, well, you don't deserve it. Um, and, and you're not getting an entitlement. Well, I, I do deserve life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, just like everyone else. Um, and at the end of the day, my entitlement really isn't different than a corporate entitlement, right? People are put into roles in corporations and they're entitled to what the corporation gives. Um, 
we put laws in, in place and if we meet the requirements for that law then we're entitled to what the country has agreed that that we that we get so uh, they're just they're just very charged words that I think mm-hmm. people don't think about all the time and um, they're important the the we don't always use them but they always seem to come up emotionally I know for for me they do so maybe it's a, a woman thing they come up emotionally um, about you know I, I didn't get what I deserved or I did get what I deserved um, so, and Dr. Carl, I keep talking, but I just thought about something else. Cause a lot of times yeah. we get things that are negative. And then mm-hmm. instead of realizing that we are worthy, we say, oh, I deserve that. And a lot mm. of times, a lot of times we didn't deserve, we didn't deserve that. We didn't do anything to be mistreated. Mm. Um, but, uh, and, and, uh, and I think it's just, it's about taking those words and being intentional about what they mean in our lives uh, and being intentional about how we see those two different entities as we move through work, as we move through motherhood, as we move through community building, whatever it is that we, you know, that we do. How do you think that someone could maneuver through that? I mean, is there any tips you can share when you come up against this? Um, I, for me, it was about one of the reasons we started the clubhouse and the name of the clubhouse is Intelligently Defined is, is at one point I realized that the words that we have used in, in this society have a meaning that was given to them by the people in this society. And we have the power to look at them, to break them down, to analyze them, and to reframe what they mean for us. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the way I started was, is I started by thinking through, okay, uh, do I, do I deserve this? Um, and, and, and if I do, why do I think that? And does the other person deserve this? Uh, and if they do, why, where, where does, where does that come from? And so we would, we were, we were turning those terms over and, and taking the power back in a way of saying, and saying, Hey, we're going to we're going to create definitions that work for us. And it, and it doesn't necessarily matter. You think a definition, everybody has to agree. Um, at the end True. of the day, they don't. You just need to understand that when that person says it, they don't necessarily mean the same thing that you mean. And that's okay. Um, because we have the power to, to own and to build our communication. Mm. Mm, yeah and and that's key right there because a lot of times we believe that we have to follow suit of everyone just follow the leader but you make it that's another key point is that we are able to live this life or be employed by a, a different beat of the drum if we choose to and to define life and career the way we want to define it 
um, which is key. It does go against the grain, but I think it also helps. It helps with surviving uh, when you don't get, when your routes are blocked, right? Yes, absolutely. I like how you said everyone, and I don't know if you said it right now, but I know I heard you say everyone who has the role is entitled. Is that what you... Yes, I think, I think, you know, I was, I, I was watching a, um, a video by, I believe you pronounce his name, um, Simon Sinek. Um, And he talked about the fact that leadership is a responsibility. It's not a rank. Leadership is a choice. Excuse me. He said, leadership is a choice. It's not a rank. And so, uh, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a leadership role. It could just be a responsibility. I think responsibilities are choices. They're not ranks. And so when you choose, I think a lot of people feel like they're ranks and they take the rank and they, and they take the mantle and then they boss people around because they now have the rank and they don't realize that really what they have is, is a responsibility. Um, and so, um, I think that when you, you know, Dr. Carla, this kind of, we, we have to sit and talk about leadership a little bit to, mm-hmm. you know, cause when we talk about what you deserve and what you don't deserve in the sense of a corporate environment, most people, it is that it's that next level, whether it's a leadership level or it's an expert level and individual contributor role, Right. And so mm-hmm. once you get that role, you, you deserve to be the president, right? Everyone deserves whatever life has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, you're, as, you, as you move through the ranks, every rank you get, you're now entitled to whatever that rank is. And if you really, if you look at it from a leadership perspective, um, in my opinion, so my definition of deserving, unless you see responsibility as a choice, I mean, unless you see leadership as a choice and a responsibility in the way that I define des- deserving, um, you don't deserve it. You are mm-hmm. entitled. You're entitled mm-hmm. to the rights. Um, you're re- entitled to the authority that that role now gives you. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, you don't deserve it. Mm. I, and so um, when I think about leadership, and, and I think that's a problem in corporate America, right? In corporate America, leadership is absolutely seen as a rank. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this job so I can tell you what to do. I have this job so I can make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a manager because a leader doesn't need a rank for people Mm. Uh, to follow them well that's true so uh, a, a leader has a is a is responsible to to the humanity of other people mm. oh, that's key a lot of people don't know that or sorry they may know they don't live that way they don't work that way it's not it's not easy it's it's mm. it's it's not easy dr carla but i feel that um, nothing worth it in life mm. 
it's easy. And, mm-hmm. and, and I say that, you know, everybody says that, right? Everybody's like, nothing worth having is easy until you get in the midst of it and you're crying because it's really hard. <laughs> so hard, right? <laughs> they didn't tell me it was going to be like this. But on the other side, you realize you're like, you know what, if I hadn't gone through that fire, yeah, I wouldn't, right. I, uh, you and I had a conversation one time and you asked me, you asked me if I needed to do what I did to get, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing, if I needed to do what I did to get where I was. And I told you, no, I think there was an easier way and it would have changed the external outcome and it would have made the external outcome a lot easier. But the changes that I saw in myself would have never happened and that was worth it for me. Yeah. Even Even through the struggle on the other side, you see, it had to be that way. Yes. And I think that's a lot of time we try to steer away from the hardships that employment can bring in ranks and titles and what, what we deserve. And even when we talked another time, you mentioned about success gaslighting, you know, and having to work through success gaslighting. That is something at the end you're able to grow and learn and accomplish through. But you want to touch on a little bit of that success gaslighting? Do you, do you recall that statement? I, I do not. Explain, explain it to me again. You, you, <laughs> so you we def- were talking and you came, and it's, you came up with this success gaslighting that where you have, you're in conversations with the authorities that be about your next steps or your potential, but it's not valid. It's not um, something that you can hang your hat on. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now, sorry. Now I remember. Um, I, that is, that is a difficult one. So, you know, and this goes again to like deserving and entitled um, is when you're in a situation at work, we know that most roles and promotions are about relationship. Um, those relationships, most people feel comfortable. I'm going to, I'm going to probably say some things I shouldn't say right now, but I'm going to say them anyway. Um, black employees, Black men, Black women, Asian men, Asian, Asian women, Hispanics, to even participate in the system, whether we are bilingual or not, we have to learn the business language of white men. Women as well, right? Mm-hmm. Have to learn the business language of white men. And because they own and control the business environment, and because people in general are comfortable with other people who are like them, they have the ability to bring in people who are like them, who they feel comfortable around. We don't have, we don't have diverse people don't have that capability and right because it's not, it isn't our system. And so as such, they can bring in whoever they want. 
and they can make whatever rules that they want because they make they sit at the table and they make the rules. They can make whatever rules they want about why they're bringing them in. And so when you have conversations about, I'd like to be in this role, what can I do? And they say, hey, I want you to do this and that and the other. And then you do this and that and the other. And somebody else comes along, a cousin, a a son of a friend um, who needs the role that you are vying for. Um, Mm -hmm. And they get that role and you say, well, wait a minute. I, you know, I, 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 I need, you said that if I did this and this and this, oh, well, you didn't do this or you did this one incorrectly. And so Mm -hmm. it is this, um, this gaslighting where you, where you feel as if there is something more that you can do to get a role that was never yours in the first place. It was never going to be yours. So it was a myth that was, that was used to keep you on the wheel. Um, and keep you producing. And, um, and I think once you realize that whether they give it to you or not, you deserved it and mm-hmm. you, and you don't allow yourself to be gaslit, um, by that conversation, um, it helps to relieve a lot of stress. Um, and then it helps you to clarify what your next move is, because I think, I think as long as we allow ourselves to be gaslit, we keep thinking that that role is possible. Yeah. And we keep going after it until we realize we're like, wait a minute, there, this person is gaslighting me. Mm-hmm. And until they stop gaslighting you, right? That's their choice. They can choose to continue to gaslight you. But once you, once you recognize it, you, you know the difference between gaslighting and not gaslighting, right? Yeah. Once you recognize you're being gaslit, you can tell. And you're like, okay, yep, they still have no intentions of doing it. I'm, I'm not going to continue to invest all of my energy because part of this problem is, is we invest energy to get these things that are, are never, we're, they're never going to allow us to be entitled to. And when I say they, you have to be careful with us and they, right? The mm-hmm. person, when I say they, the person who's in charge and who's gaslighting you, whatever mm-hmm. they are male, female, black, white, whatever, the person mm-hmm. who's gaslighting you, um, you know, uh, you ha- you're, you're expending energy that you could then, mental energy, physical energy, emotional energy, that you could then be expending on something else that really is an opportunity for you, um, that you can then find something that you, you already deserve, because we all deserve life, love and the pursuit of happiness right you already deserve but you can put yourself in a position to be entitled to and spend your energy on something that really is a real opportunity yeah and and then I'm imagining that you know I put with my coaching hat on I'm imagining once you've been success gas lit (laughs) that there's some recovery time and in that recovery, you know, once you find out this is not going anywhere, all this energy I've given, all this time, all this commitment, all this hope, okay, maybe I learned something from it because I always still believe that in everything there's a lesson. You don't never lose. You can learn it and you keep going. But in that, there's that recovery of the disappointment of the feeling being taken advantage of. And then I, I would say if anyone's listening and they've been successful, have dealt with success gaslighting that you take the time to heal that you talk to a 
a colleague or someone who's mentoring you or a sponsor or a coach and help you work through that because it is a very painful process of knowing that all this time, it looks like it was for nothing, but it's also a time to heal and to move forward into the process and the path that, that is befitting of your title and your role. So I, I just wanted to drop that in. You have given us some really, really good stuff. In closing, what would you like the listeners to take away? I, I would like for everyone to realize that, that they deserve, we all deserve whatever it is our, God has put our minds, God, the universe, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, has put mm-hmm. your mind to because our minds are all put to different things. And so whatever, whatever your mind is there to do, you deserve that thing. Now you may have to do some things um, to get to the point where you're entitled to it. And when people stand in your way, go find another way. Right. (laughs) You know, cause, cause we tend to, we, and I'm guilty of this. You tend to assume that um, your way should look like someone else's way. There's, there's this, you know, this perfect way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not the case. But if it's yeah. in your head to do, you deserve it. Go, go get it and don't let anything stop you. I love it. Thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you? LinkedIn? Do you have social media? Yes, I'm super social, Dr. Carla. Super social. <laughs> I know. I know. I love we were, it. I love we it. were talking earlier. I'm one of the first million people on LinkedIn. So if you find me on LinkedIn, my URL is my name, Angelia McFarland, one word, A-N-G-E-L-I-A-M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm A-M underscore McFarland. On Clubhouse, I'm A McFarland. Um, and then uh, on Clubhouse, the club where we host all of our conversations is called Club Intelligently Defined. So mm-hmm. hope to see you uh, at one of our at one of our clubs one day. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I hope everyone who's listening avail yourself to connect with Andalie, her words of wisdom, her her writing, everything that she puts her hands to is such a, such a success. So. She's a great person to follow and to be involved with. Angelia, thank you so much. And thank you. Yes, it's a pleasure. And everyone listening, thank you. And we will see you next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.